guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I want to conclude this week with uh, Luke chapter 11, just the very first part of Luke chapter 11. I know we, we spent some time talking about the Pharisees and things, but I want to back up a little bit to a great statement by the disciples to Jesus Christ in chapter 11, where verse number one says, came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John has also taught his disciples. I can only imagine how cool that was. You're walking up and you're hearing Jesus pray that uh, I'm going to submit to you that Jesus knew how to pray. I think he knew how to do that pretty well. He knew his relationship with his father. And so one of his disciples sees that he's like, can I do that? Like, will you please teach me how to do that? And he proceeds to go in and he shows him the Lord's prayer. Now, one of the things you can do, the, the Lord's prayer is something that every Christian out there is very, very familiar with and it's something that can be done very ritualistic if you're not careful and you know like like I said a couple weeks ago it's a good thing we don't get into that repetition or that vain repetition we all do that so what I would recommend doing here if you wanted to study this out you could go read through Luke 11 2 through 13 see if you can find elements meaning words attitudes ideas etc that could help you and me get more power out of our personal prayers including the footnotes there's some great stuff that you could study here about prayer and how to pray like Jesus prayed and to really use that Lord's Prayer to develop that relationship with our Heavenly Father. Well, with that in mind, I remember just recently I was in a, a seminary and institute broadcast where uh, some of the members of the Church Board of Education were speaking. One of them was Brother Stephen Lund, who is our uh, General Young Men's President. Brother Lund said a great statement that I think you'll appreciate here with regards to this idea of Lord teach us to pray. So go ahead and watch this. About a month ago, President Bonnie Corden and I were asked to report to the First Presidency on the FSY program and how it rolled out this past summer in the United States and Canada. We finished our presentation and responded to a few thoughtful questions about our plans to make further improvements, and the meeting seemed to end. But as we started to move from our chairs, President Nelson leaned forward and he said, we must teach them to pray. We immediately sat back down again. He said, we must teach them to pray, to whom they pray, and the language of prayer. And then he went on to say that he was concerned that we may be coming too casual in the way that we address Heavenly Father. And then he repeated again the phrase, we need to teach them to pray, to whom they pray and the language of prayer. So let's teach them to pray. Every time we utter a prayer, we are inviting Heavenly Father to intervene in our lives. Every prayer is a prayer for a miracle. Even prayers of gratitude hope to deepen our relationships with the divine. So I love that statement from President Nelson where he said, we must teach them to pray to whom they pray and the language of prayer. You know, you go back to the Lord's Prayer, you go to verse number two, as he said unto them, when you pray, you say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Meaning right out the gate, you are acknowledging who God is. President Nelson said we are becoming a little bit more casual than we probably should be in our prayers. I do get the fact that there is a language to prayer. 
In fact, if you were to go to the uh, gospel topics under prayer, one of the things it says here, it says, use language that shows love, respect, and reverence and closeness, which appears to be one of the concerns of our prophet. The application of this principle will vary according to different languages. I think that's a key element. If you pray in English, for example, we should use the pronouns from the scriptures when we address God. Thee, thou, thy, and thine, rather than the common pronouns of you, your, and yours. I want to be careful with how I say this because I don't I don't think our Heavenly Father is sitting there, you know, if we, we if the word you slips out, I don't think he's like, no, pause, I will wait until you refer to me as thy. I don't think he's doing that. And I don't think the purpose of that is to make this formality there. I think what it is, is to keep the reverent respect between us and our loving Heavenly Father. Um, you go to the Bible Dictionary and it says, as soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand towards God, namely, God is our Father and we are His children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. President Nelson is saying, look, if you can remember that you are a child of God, and it, it, talking to Him is not just you talking to another dude out there. You're addressing him as Heavenly Father. Another thing back in this Gospel Topics, it says, regardless of the language, and again, I like I said, I don't want to discount the these, thous, and thines, but at the same point, even more so important than that is the building of the relationship. Regardless of the language, the principle remains the same. When we pray, we should use words that appropriately convey a loving, worshipful relationship with God. That should be the most important thing as we are doing this. And I think the Lord's Prayer does that. As you go through that, it shows us Jesus Christ's relationship with his Father. If you and I can learn to build the type of relationship with God where we speak to him, we speak to him respectfully, but we're able to build a relationship and not just formally addressing him, but building that relationship. I think that's when we are going to start seeing more power out of our prayers. And as you study through these verses right here, you see things like ask and ye shall receive, knock and it shall be open unto you. I love what it teaches here, just in these last little section of this here, verses 11 to 13. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then being evil, or maybe more, you know, the natural man or just human, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? I put a note in my scriptures where it says, If I, as an imperfect father, love my children and desire to give the best to them, how much better is a perfect father with a perfect love able to give that perfect love with perfect gifts to his children? Like I said, as soon as we understand that relationship and recognizing, maybe that's again why President Nelson said, we must teach them to pray to whom they pray in the language of prayer. Again, not so much the formalities, but making sure we recognize that relationship. And as we do that, I think we'll see more power out of our prayers. I know that's true, and I am grateful for prayer and its abilities to connect me with my loving Heavenly Father. I'm grateful for that. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.